What's up, y'all? Welcome to the Consumer Ammunition Tactics Podcast, or CAT, where we provide you with consumer education to leverage your power as a consumer within this United States corporation. My name is Michael Benjamin. I'm the CEO of Consumer Ammunition Tactics, or CAT, where we leverage your credit, no debit. Welcome to the episode. What's up, y'all? Welcome to a new episode of the CAT Podcast, Consumer Ammunition Tactics. Today, I got a special guest. Her name is Kamisha. Specializing in business credit and small business consulting, Kamisha Janey is a seasoned realtor with an incredible track record of helping clients obtain five to six figure capital for their businesses and investments. That's major. She possesses a rare combination of analytical rigor, financial incisiveness, and interpersonal skills. As the founder of Financial Growth Strategies, LLC, she understands how crucial it is for real estate investors and business owners to have quick and easy access to capital. She boasts an impressive network of commercial lenders and fosters long-term relationships with clients by providing financial solutions that are perfectly aligned with their unique goals, needs, and expectations. Kamisha's experience providing solutions for real estate transactions, small business loans, and lines of credit, coupled with her consultancy capabilities and empathetic nature, makes her one of the best and most reliable experts in the industry. Let's welcome her with um, respect. Welcome to the podcast, Misha. How are you living? Hey, what's up, Michael? I'm good. I'm excited. I'm super happy to be here. That's amazing. How's it going? I'm blessed, man. I'm so excited to have you on the podcast. Like I said, my listeners, they've been harassing me about this business credit information, so I'm really excited for you to give them the information. But let's get straight to it. Um, Let's just talk about any wins you've had for the week, any small or big wins. I'm curious about that. So I just signed a contract with another lender, got another lender. um, That's dope. I'm I'm happy to, uh, yeah, I'm happy to have done that. And I've been going content crazy. I got the business credit course coming out. Um, I was able to get a lot of content done uh, the past few days. So I'm really excited about that, too. So I would say those are my my two big wins uh, for the week. <laughs> nice, nice, nice. Amazing. Congratulations. Thank and, you. Thank you. Uh, definitely. Speaking of content, you know, I, fo- I follow you. I- I see, um, you know, the great stuff you're doing in your IG. So on your IG, you say you grow and scale businesses while making people laugh and looking cute. Can you elaborate on that? Like, what's, <laughs> the- <laughs> so, <laughs> what's so funny about that is, um, to be quite honest, IG just really, it wasn't my bag. It's still not my bag, to be honest with you. Okay. Um, you know, I was able to do pretty well with my business without posting on IG like that. And one of my mentors, he's like, oh, people on Instagram need you. Like, that's selfish that you're making it about you. And I was like, hmm, I never I never thought of it like that. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, all right, well, let me start posting more. And I have to be a little bit more disciplined. And um, this content that I recorded is going to help because I'm just going to be flooding the uh, IG waves, but um, I started I started posting and 
you know, reels is like the new thing. And part of my issue with Instagram, I don't know, I'm kind of old school. I'm technically challenged. And I'm like, every time I learn something, they want new thing it's like you know i just i just can't keep up so whatever reels is going on so i'm like i'll do some reels and i just do reels and people like hit me up all the time and they're like oh you're so funny and i'm like what <laughs> like oh word oh okay mm -hmm. so it's just something that people have been coming to me and they've been saying that they appreciate so I'm like, okay, like that's that's what the people think of me. So I just kind of I just kind of like run with it. And I also think it's important to, you know, self set yourself apart. You mm -hmm. know, a lot of people say that they love following me. Um, and, and and it's not necessarily because I post the most, and there's definitely other people uh out there who do their thing with business credit. Um you know, shout out to Ellie Talks Money, shout out to Dana Chanel, you know. Um, I know I know a lot of people that are, are great in this field, but, you know, people go with pe different people for different reasons. So for me, it's important for me not only to be uh, real knowledgeable at what I do and great at what I do, um, but also let people feel comfortable working with me and um a lot of times people just say you know i could relate to you I, I i like you know what you're doing and i have i get clients you know based on that sometimes so yeah that's 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 what that's about i recently updated my bio <laughs> to okay. add that and, and have that in there okay perfect yeah i was definitely curious and yeah no i definitely see the authenticity with your page i remember i saw I think you made a post and then I think I saw that you were an Aquarius as well. And I was like, okay, I know I'm a rock wear because I'm an Aquarius as well. You oh know? yeah, definitely. Yeah. When when is when's your birthday? February 8th. What about you? Okay, yeah. I'm the 21st. So I'm just right on the cusp of uh Capricorn. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Okay, okay. So we know you do business credit. We're gonna get into that, but I'm curious and for the listeners to know. Who is Kamisha? Where did you grow up? Can you give us a little bit about you? Yeah, yeah. So um, a lot of people call me Mish, you know, oh. um, that that's just the easy name for uh, people to remember. So I, I, I'm Mish the Credit Pro on uh, Instagram and uh, social media handles. But I'm from Boston, grew up here most of my life. I, I lived uh, some years in CT. Uh, only child raised by a, a teenage mom who's super dope, beat all the odds, mm. um, got pregnant with me at 15. Uh, she became, last year, she became Boston's first black mayor ever, Boston's first woman mayor ever. Oh, wow. Uh, so, but yeah, that that was dope. Um, I come from a really good family, you know, just to to be quite honest in terms of work ethic and and because of my family name and because of the work ethic and expectations, it was important for me to make something of myself. I definitely struggled as a, <laughs> as a, as a kid, as a teenager, I was super wild, super duper wild. I, I got kicked out of every school I went to from eighth grade up. Um, um, so I was at a different school <laughs> every year. <laughs> or you don't. Uh, pardon? 
I said, what were you doing to get kicked out like that? Oh, man. Um, <laughs> everything. Eighth grade, I got it. I got expelled from um, public schools. And um, I got into a I got into a huge fight. And I actually um, when I was fighting, you know, you know, people try to break it up and you're going crazy. And mm-hmm. the principal kind of got in the way and I ended up kicking her in the stomach. And oh, was, man. Yeah, I was wild. I was I was a wild child. I was I was a mess. So anything that you could think of from having a weapon on me, everything. I was I was man. Oh, man, I was I was something else. So uh, I got into I got into a lot of trouble, um, but with that said, you know, um, I ended up coming a long way. <laughs> I ended up coming a long way. I did my thing. I was always able, um, even even young. I was I was able to secure the bag. I would have like pretty good jobs, you know. I was definitely a hustler, work and. You know, um, doing side hustles as a kid, I would do side hustles, go door to door, you know, asking if I could wash people's cars. Um, I would I would buy candy at the corner store, sell it at school, <laughs> you know, for more money. So, you know, that's kind of always been um, that's kind of always been in my nature. I never felt like I was the smartest, but. I do know my work ethic is there. And so for me, I always look at it and I tell my kids the same thing. Like that's going to chump like your work ethic and your consistency. That's what's going to really get you to the next level. I know a lot of smart people that ain't about nothing or doing nothing, mm. you know? So it's not necessarily about being book smart anyway. Um, it's about having that passion and that work ethic and that consistency uh, that can take you to the next level regardless of the past circumstances. And, you know, I just had that as an example from watching my mother and where she came from and my mom's parents were teen parents and watching what they achieved in life. Um, so yeah, that that's, that's, that's me, my background. Okay. 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 So how'd you get into credit? So I kind of just stumbled <laughs> on credit um, that's really what the people picked for me, to be honest. I was, again, I was pretty always good with my finances. Mm-hmm. And I was I was good with credit. I, I had pretty good credit at a, at a younger age. I just did the right thing. And interestingly enough, my mom, she was like, when I was younger, she was trying to steer me away from it because, you know, she was just worried like I was going to mess it up and overspend. And I was probably just focused on proving my mother wrong. <laughs> so, uh, you know, when I got credit, I, I just, you know, real focused on doing the right things with it and, and building and growing my credit. And I ended up um, going into business for myself. And when I first started my business, I started doing business uh, and, and my thing was, all right, I'm going to help people get better jobs because that's what I was always young and I made good money young. And by the time I left the, the work uh, field and the nine to five grind, um, I already, you know, I, I, I was doing pretty okay. I was making six figures and 
up uh, at the largest fragrance retailer mm. in the United States. And so I'm like, okay, well, that's what I'll do. I'll help people uh, get jobs and let me teach people how they can have success with their interviews and a good resume and all that. But that didn't really work out too well for me. One, because, you know, you got to be, I couldn't really be me doing that, to be quite honest, because I'm not super professional. I, I could fake the funk for a little bit on the interview to get the job. But when you talk about like a career path, you know, I'm like doing videos and like blazers and it's all boring and dry. And I just didn't I didn't really feel comfortable. It, it was forced, to be honest. But meanwhile, I was personally like focused on constantly building my credit. And at the time, my credit was probably, you know, the high sevens. And I was focused on getting to the 800 club and mm -hmm. I would be posting, you know, like, oh, almost there. And, you know, just talking about my credit and people would come to me all the time. <laughs> oh, can you help me with my credit? Can you help me with my credit? So I'm like, you know what? That's what I'll do. I'll just I just help people with their credit instead of doing this career stuff. Mm -hmm. And um, I started off with doing uh, the consumer credit. And then I later on uh, transitioned into the business credit field, which I love. Let's talk about that transition. So you're doing your thing in the personal credit. You're building up 700, 800. You know, people are getting attracted. You're helping people with their personal credit. At that moment, were you just focused on, let me continue personal credit, or were you aware of business credit as well? And you said, I wanted to go over in this lane. I'll do them simultaneously. I'm only going to do business credit. Like, talk to us about that. So what happened with me is I was I was losing bad business-wise because, like I said, I was, I was focused on that whole career business type of thing, and I was, like, investing a lot of money into my business, but not with the right stuff. So I didn't, I thought because I was a higher up in, in the company that I was at and ran businesses on the retail side and multiple locations and reviewed profit and loss statements, like, oh, I'm, I'm ready for this. I know, I know business, right? But mm -hmm. online business and that world is different, especially when it comes to digital products and things like that and growing your brand. So I was like pretty naive and I was I was paying for services and paying for things without paying for my education. Um, so that was a mistake that I was making because I thought I knew and I, and I really didn't. And I was I was getting low on them funds, man. Like I had a good amount. Uh, saved up. I was scared to use. I had a lot of available credit personally, but yeah. you know, I, I don't want to, I didn't want to really use and leverage that at that time um, because I was scared. Oh, I don't want my credit score to drop. I don't want to mess up my utilization amount. And so um, the last bit of money I started just really focusing on um, my education. And I started learning about marketing and uh, I followed Russell Brunson. I think he's super dope, uh, mm -hmm. co-founder of ClickFunnels. And um, I ended up attending one of his seminars and Russell Brunson talked about like, you know, the key to business 
is you have to test out different things and continue to try different things over and over and over. And he said like a crazy number of how many times uh, he attempted to launch ClickFunnels before, you know, it took off or something like that. But he talked about how important testing is. And he said, the only reason why most businesses fail is because they run out of money in the testing phase. Mm. And I was like, oh, that's it. You know, like, <laughs> all right. Because I just, you know, prior to that, I was just feeling like a failure. Maybe I'm not smart enough. Maybe I don't have what it takes. Maybe I'm not built for business. You mm -hmm. know, so I'm like, okay. Like, this, that just showed me, well, that's part of the process. Like, everything's not supposed to work. My job is to figure out what works and keep trying until I figure out what works. But I'm running out of money. <laughs> so mm -hmm. where do I go from there? And uh, at the time, I was having, um, I, I had my accountability partner. Um, his name's Denroy. Shout out to Dens. And we would we would chop it up every Tuesday and we would talk business. We would talk finances and all of that stuff. And I was telling Denroy about, you know, the situation and what I learned from Russell Brunson. And Dens was like, why don't you why don't you just use business credit? And I'm mm. like, business credit. And, and the crazy thing, Michael, is, you know, all about consumer credit. I was like a novice with business credit. And um, then, you know, he told me some things about um, business credit. Shout out to Denroy, too. Y'all check him out. He's on Instagram, um, creating capital credit. Um, but he told me some things about business credit. I'm like, I don't know, man. I don't know if Dens know what he's talking about. <laughs> <laughs> it sound too, this sounds too good to be true. But um, I ended up looking into some things and... From there, man, it was on like popcorn, man. I, I became, I became obsessed with business credit. So I was just focused on, you know, educating myself. I studied everything that I could. I took a lot of courses. I built a lot of relationships. I think that's helped me along the way with a lot of lenders. I cultivated those relationships. Um, I learned what it takes in terms of funding and um, obtaining credit and lines of credit and partnered with a lot of them. And it, it, it changed the game for me. I was able to acquire over a half a million. Um, so now I had the money to test different things. Uh, mm -hmm. I found I found the formula, was able to grow my business by like 357% soon after. Um, and, and from there, it, it just became my passion um, where now I primarily do business credit. And I think it's just because, you know, it changed the life. It changed the life that I've been able to, uh, provide for my family. Uh, I'm a business owner, so it feels great helping other business owners get to the next level. Mm -hmm. um, I, I do consumer credit here and there. It's not my passion, to be quite honest, like business credit is, um, but I just, I'll still do it because people just come to me with it. Um, mm -hmm. But I'm currently looking for, um, and in the, the process of making actually a, a software mm -hmm. where people can build uh, and, and repair their own credit. Cause I don't know, man, I, I feel bad sometimes with these people getting with these credit restoration companies and paying them all this money. And, you know, the key is just really educating yourself, man. 
Uh, you gotta you gotta know the information. So that's what I'm working on in terms of on the consumer credit side, really just giving people the tools and the clients the tools for them to be able to educate themselves and prepare their own uh consumer credit. Okay, perfect. Y'all heard about the software, definitely tap in with uh Kamisha concerning that. You said a lot. We're gonna get to that over half a million in funding, but before we yeah. get to that, before we get to the basics of business credit. I want you to just give the listeners and myself some best practices that you would say with business credit, maybe some things to watch out for and things we should be aware of as we're building our business credit because you've educated yourself on it so much and getting over half a million in funding, you didn't just wake up and do all that. You know what I'm saying? So <laughs> want to understand practices. Yeah. Yeah. So um, a few things. One, it always starts with um, making sure you're lender compliant. That's really the first step, right? Because that's the goal. You want to make sure that the lenders are going to lend to you. And so that's understanding some of the things that the lenders are going to be looking for. So um, having building that credible business profile, making sure that they could easily verify your business because uh, this credit is not regulated like consumer credit is. So um, you want to make the lender's job as easy as possible, having, you know, um, business website, your business listed with 411, the legal registered entity, uh, mm -hmm. avoid the sole props. Um, that way you can, you know, obtain credit that that's separate from you personally. Um, you want to work on your business profile, making sure that um you uh have multiple accounts open in terms of vendor accounts you want to build you want to make sure that you open up a bank account um you want to focus on your bank rating um which has to do with uh your business's cash flow and the business bank account and your business expenses and oftentimes um you know, lenders will take a look at what you have going on in, in, in your business bank account uh, in order to qualify you, uh, which is pretty cool because, you know, some lenders out there, they want tax returns. Um, but if you can get that, that if you could get revenue financing, which is just based off of your business bank account, you know, that can that can be much easier because you only have to show good numbers for the last 90 days. And that's what your bank rating is based off of too, the last mm -hmm. 90 days. Mm -hmm. um, so that's much easier than them analyzing and looking at your business uh, for the whole entire year. So the, the biggest thing is the more accounts that you have reporting, the better, uh, making sure that um, you have all different types of credit, vendor credit, um, lines and loans and credit cards. Uh, that helps your business profile. The age of your business will help your business profile. Good consumer credit, that can help too. Mm -hmm. um, you, can, you can utilize, people don't know this, um, but you can also, if you want to kind of cut the line a little bit, when it comes to getting financing and funding on the earlier stages, you can, you know, uh, basically allow your personal assets to help you get there 
um, because you could use your personal assets as collateral. So um, there's asset-based financing, basically. So mm. let's say you haven't opened up a lot of business accounts. You didn't do your vendor credit and you just want to get straight to like the loans. If you own property, if you have a good amount of money in the bank, if you have vehicles, uh, stocks, bonds, um, 401k uh, accounts, any of that, you can list your assets and those assets can be used as collateral. Your personal assets can be used as collateral to get you uh, some some business funding, which is which is pretty cool. Interesting. Okay. So you were saying earlier about the fact that it's not necessarily about how smart someone is, but, you know, the passion that they have and which they work, because you were mentioning how you came a long way. Would you say that there's a similarity in terms of that and like business credit? Like, can you, can you talk about the type of person you had to be in order to establish that business credit is there any correlation or well the business credit i think the most important thing is just your willingness to do the work mm -hmm. you know you, you got to do the work and you got to build the profile and sometimes i can meet somebody um and i'm like yeah they're going they're going they're going they're going to be all right they're going to do well you know i could just tell um, by the type of questions that they're asking, if I do a consult with them, how prepared they are in a consult, are they, you know, are, are they taking notes or are they in their car driving around, you know? Mm -hmm. um, and it's just like, it's, it's, it's their money, you know what I mean? You can do what you want, but if I was, you know, I'm the type of person, I want to make sure if I'm paying for something, I'm going to get my money's worth. And, mm -hmm. you know, I'll have occasionally you know I'll, I'll meet somebody and i'm like mm, i don't know maybe i should just throw them a refund because they're not going to do the steps they're mm. not going to do the work you know because they're like oh i'm just so busy my work schedule listen you're going to make time or you're not going to make time one yep. thing for me like i'm not a big person i'm not big with the excuses you get what i'm saying it's just like all right well your work schedule is busy so either you cut down on work and put in work for here. You know, you got to reevaluate how you do things because one thing I can't tell anybody working 67 hours a week isn't going to help you build wealth. That's not the game. Mm -hmm. <laughs> That's definitely not the game. So you either got to reevaluate that situation, figure it out, like, you know, figure out another game plan, or you just got to stay up later. You know what I'm saying? But you gotta you gotta be willing to put in the work and a lot of times people aren't willing to do that and sometimes people oh can you do it for me i'm, I'm just so busy okay well you think i'm not busy like if i do it for you you <laughs> i know you, you think your time's valuable you think my time's not valuable if i'm doing it for you you know we talking about 10k and up yeah <laughs> and that's right now you know who knows what it'll be you know a year from now two years from now. So true. The, the, the thing is you just got to put in the time and the beautiful thing about business credit, it don't take a lot of time and it's not that hard. My opinion is way harder than, it's, I mean, excuse me, it's way easier than consumer. 
you think about it like this, right? With consumer credit, there's so much that goes into, you know, the FICO formula, right? There's so many things that they're going to be looking at. And because of that, it takes time to build up good credit. And it takes years because the age of credit is a factor. It takes years before you can build good credit or excellent credit anyways. You know, mm -hmm. it took me years to get to the 800 club. I probably didn't get to the 800 club until like maybe a year or two ago. You know mm -hmm. what I'm saying? But it was something that I was working on since I'm 39 now. I was working on my credit since I was in my 20s. You know, mm -hmm. so it just it just takes so much longer and it's so much harder because there's so many different things that you have to focus on and you can't necessarily leverage it as easy because the things will drop your score. Um, I'm to the point now where I'm not as focused on my score. It's not about the score. You know, I would tell anybody, oh, just leverage that credit. You go mm -hmm. always, if you know how to build your score, so what if it drops? It don't matter. If you have the knowledge and it drops, you'll be able to get it back up. You know, if you can leverage your personal credit to make money, okay, cool. But um, business credit, it just, it can happen so much easier. It took me, I, I was able to get all that capital and build, you know, close to a perfect business score in less than a year. Mm. <laughs> less than a year where, look how long it took me to to build that consumer credit. And even my highest consumer credit card is like only 23000 you know, I think that's not super small, but that ain't much when you look at <laughs> what I'm able to get on on the business, you know, the business credit side. So, yeah, yeah. man, it, 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 it doesn't take a lot of work. It's going to take some work. But if you're willing to pull it, put in the work, then it, it's simple. It, it really isn't. It's not it's not a difficult process. Mm -hmm. OK, I like that. So someone in the world listening to the podcast right now, they might be like, okay, I'm in a situation where my personal credit is like uh, 500. Um, Kamisha is talking about business credit is the wave. Should I just hop on over to business credit or should I focus on making sure my personal credit at least has the correct data points? What would you recommend for that person? Do both. <laughs> you don't gotta, you don't gotta, you don't have to pick one. Um, the beauty about business credit is you can get started without the three C's. So we call those three C's cash flow, collateral, uh, and credit. So you don't need good credit. You don't need collateral or cash flow to start building that initial business credit. Now, good consumer credit can help you, especially when it comes to um, financing and funding. So while you're starting off building your initial starter credit and your business credit, you can work on your consumer credit at the same time, but you'll still be able to access, you know, capital for your business um, without that. Even like things that people don't think about, like with vendor credit and, and you know, little things like, you know, oh, well, I don't want that. I don't want a Sam's Club uh, credit. I don't, I don't want that. Well, if you take that Sam's Club credit and go into Sam's Club and buy a Visa gift card, and then, you know, as long as it has the pin, you'll probably be able to, um, 
you know, go ahead and purchase a money order with it. Again, you're going to need a pen. They, you can't buy. Most places won't let you buy money orders off a of straight credit. But if it's a debit, you can go ahead and purchase a, a money order. Now you just was able to access cash for your business. You turned your Sam's, your vendor credit into actual cash. So, you know, um, there's there's ways, man, where you can easily you know, be able to pull cash and get cash and even the, the business that you're going to be able to acquire, especially if you have enough accounts reporting, you pull cash off of that too. So um, definitely, you know, don't, don't say forget the consumer credit. Um, but while you're working on the consumer credit, you could start getting business credit and working on your business profile right away. Okay. Sounds good. So you mentioned how personal credit is going to take, you know, way longer than business credit. It took you less than a year to build up that uh, business credit profile. Personal credit, you know, it was, it was taking a little bit of time. You know, with personal credit, you got to be aware of the payment history, the utilization rate, uh, the age, you know, the new credit and um, just having just having a, a mixed profile. So can we yeah. talk about of business credit? Can, can would you say, Michael? Can we talk about what? Yeah, I said. Can we talk about the factors surrounding business credit? So, the actual the actual score is just really based on the amount of accounts that you have open in terms of the actual score. Mm. Um. So the more and, and payment history. Okay. <laughs> so let me let me say that. Okay, you can't just open yeah. a ton of accounts and not pay them in. Yeah. You know, don't it doesn't work like that. But um, so the more accounts you have open, you know, how many accounts you have open and do you pay those accounts on time? That's the factors in the actual business credit score. Um, now, there are more factors that come into play, you know, when you talk about different types of credit. And that's where, you know, your business profile can come into uh, into play where how long you've been in business, not how long you've had credit. But how long you've been in business uh, can help the the type of um, money your business is generating. And and let me say this too, Michael, with business credit, right? When you're not dealing with traditional loans, there's ways that you can get financing and funding for basically everything, right? So, you know. Um, you if you don't have if your business isn't making money you can still get credit right and you can still build vendor credit and have to focus on revenue-based financing that's its own thing you know if you don't have assets you don't have to focus on asset-based financing that's its own thing right so basically how uh business credit works and funding and financing works is there's so many different options. So anybody, like literally, like there's ways that you can obtain credit regardless of anything, like bad consumer credit. Yeah, there's options out there for you. You know, uh, new business, startup options out there for, for you, right? There's so many, there's so many different types of um Bit, there's so many different finance options out there in this day and age. Wasn't always the case. Um, more so came about 
um, around 2008 when all these finance options opened up after the recession and the banks tightened their, uh, their lending standards. Um, and it made room for other um, investors and other types of loans and financing. But there's, there's something out there for everybody, really. Okay, so basically, you saying that there's no excuses and the only thing holding themselves back is themselves, basically. 100%. It's, it's 100%. R really is. Really is. Y'all um, heard it first. <laughs> y'all heard it. Make sure y'all sure take action. Okay, so I want to talk about like the basics. Let's say I don't know nothing about business credit. Let's talk about let's talk about the score and the bureaus because I know some people might not be familiar with um, that information. Can we talk about that? Yeah, yeah. So um, for business credit, the there's like consumer credit. There's a bunch of bureaus, but when you think of the major players, um, it's Duns and Bradstreet, Experian, and Equifax. So those are the, I would say, the three largest um, business credit bureaus. Credit Safe, they're they're pretty big uh, too, but the three mm -hmm. largest is Duns and Bradstreet, Experian, and Equifax. Um, so when you are building your business credit, one you start off with getting your Duns number with with Duns and Bradstreet. It's possible to have a Duns number without you getting a Duns number. You know, sometimes Duns and Bradstreet will automatically assign you a Duns number based on like, you know, data collection that they do. That's what Duns and Bradstreet does, right? They they do data collection and they collect data. Um, so sometimes they'll uh, automatically uh, generate a Duns number for you if they are, find your business. Um, but if not, you know, you go ahead and get a free Duns number with Duns and Bradstreet. And this is after you basically did the, the basic steps in terms of making sure you have that credible uh, profile built and your lender compliance, like I mentioned earlier. Mm -hmm. um, and then once you get your Duns number with Duns and Bradstreet, then you can go ahead and start, you know, uh, start off with your basic uh, vendor credit. Um, a lot of those are like net 30 uh terms and accounts. So basically, and, and a lot of times it's product-based. So, um, you know, you start off with maybe opening up accounts with, um, let, let's say office, office supply companies or, um, you know, different trade accounts, any, any accounts really like Quill is one, uh, you get your Duns number, you open up an account with Quill, you place an order, uh, for some product, they would send you the product before you pay for it. You need to make sure, you know, you order a decent amount. Different uh, vendors will have different minimum orders. Minimum standard is typically $50. Some will require $75. Some will require $80. It's mm -hmm. definitely good to know when uh, applying for credit uh, so you're not frustrated. You want to know uh, the basic underwriting requirements, you know, mm -hmm. to get a, get to get approved. Um, again, business credit's not regulated. So if you get denied, the, they're not uh, required by law to inform you of why you were denied on the business side, right? Consumer with consumer lending, if you get denied, they have to send you something in writing, you know, letting you know business credit doesn't work like that. So you want to know, you know, the basic underwriting requirements, but you go ahead, you place an order for some product, you pay 
you pay the invoice before the due date, you know, pay it a little bit early, a, a week or so early. Uh, and that's really how you, you start uh, building business credit. Once you have um, about four accounts reporting, you'll be able to generate a score. Mm -hmm. um, your paydex score, that goes up to 100. And once you have like four accounts reporting, you'll probably have anywhere from like a 60 to an 80 paydex score. But that's how fast business credit works. And you can open up all these accounts like the same day, as long as they're on the same like uh, tier level, right? So certain accounts are going to be easier to obtain. So you want to start off with those easy accounts, you know, that vendor credit, think of that as like your secured credit cards, like that you get on the consumer side. You know, when you're starting off on the consumer side, you credit card with Capital One, you might get the jewelry club card or, you know, and, and, and do things like that. That's what the vendor credit is for, is to start building out that basic profile and show like, okay, I can, uh, I'm responsible with the payments. I have accounts open. Other lenders have linked to me, which is very important. The more lenders that have lent to you, the more comfortable other lenders feel, mm -hmm. right? Lending to you. So you just start building and opening accounts that way. Once you have about 10 like basic accounts reporting, then you can like go after like the business credit cards. You start on that angle, right? Mm -hmm. um, you know, uh, Chase, Amex, you know, whatever. And you start opening up some of those accounts. And then once you get those accounts reporting, you go ahead and get your funding and lines of credit. And it just, the thing about business credit and the beauty of it, it gets easier and easier and easier. And you don't have to get, you don't have to put in the work. I literally have, you know, uh, lenders literally texting me, you need some money, like literally, like all the time, email, like all the time. I'm, I'm not even trying to be funny or big myself up, but that's, I'm just saying like, it's that easy. Like they'll literally just throw money at you, mm. throw money your way. And you don't have to worry about, you know, um, going ahead and applying or taking advantage of that credit. I mean, I get offers all the time with consumer credit too. And I, I just like shred it up. I don't even open it because it's like, yeah, you're going to offer me some money. But once I go ahead and put in that application, now I got that hard inquiry. Now my credit, I have newer credit, you know, so I have to be much more picky about what I take advantage of on a consumer credit where the business credit, the offers just come in, come in, come in. The only thing I have to do is decide if I want it in terms of does this make sense? Can this help my business at this time in terms of the numbers and, you know, the rates that they're charging me? You know, am I going to be able to utilize this capital and be able to make X, Y, and Z in this time frame to make sure I make this loan make sense? Because one thing about business credit, it's not the same rates as uh, on the consumer side. They're typically a lot higher because the debt is unsecured or can be unsecured for the lender, uh, meaning if you don't pay the money back, you know, um, they can't come after your personal assets. You know, your house is safe, your car, your car is safe, the money that you have in your personal account, all of that's safe. So that's risk for the lender. That's mm -hmm. risk for the lender. And because there's so much risk, you know, you're not going to be able to get, uh, 
you know, that, that, uh, uh, you know, uh, financing like you can on the consumer side. Now, 0% interest on some of them cards. Don't get that twisted. <laughs> that mm-hmm. can still happen, you know, but, um, yeah, you get, you get offers thrown your way all the time, man, when you, when you, uh, do the right thing and you build up your profile the way you, you need it to, to look. Okay. Perfect. I'm assuming a lot of people got a lot of notes from that. So th- definitely thank you for that. Any memorable moments during your journey of building your business credit, like things that you might think like, oh, I should have done it this way or just just anything memorable for the listeners? Um, anything memorable with building business credit. Um, I should have utilized my points and rewards earlier on and been more focused with my my credit cards um i was able to get lines and credit uh early and things like that um and i had like um i had like a couple of business credit cards but i wasn't so reward based focused but mm. now i'm like oh man like that american express gold four times the points oh yeah Wh- what like you know, I should have I should have been doing stuff like that and and capitalizing on my on my points and you know um, being strategic with how I use that type of credit, which I, I wasn't always um, best at really understanding um, the rewards part. You know, I, I knew okay, no interest. Uh, you know, zero percent APR for eighteen months. Okay, cool, you got me. But what about beyond that? What else are you going to offer me? You know, uh, what are some perks? And then how can I take advantage of those perks where I'm getting my money back? I'm traveling first class for free. You know, I'm, I'm really, you know, uh, getting the most out of it. So that's something that I wish I would have focused a little heavier on earlier in the game when I first got started. So taking advantage of the reward points basically is what you're saying. Yeah, 100%. I ain't pay her to say that. Y'all always hear me saying that. (laughs) (laughs) Pay attention. Pay attention. Take advantage of those reward points. Make sure you get you an Amex Platinum, get in the lounge, do what you got to do. So, yeah, definitely, definitely, definitely. Okay, so a lot of people, when it comes to business credit, they be hearing about different risk industries. So let's say I do credit repair and I have credit. Let's say I'm... Mm. uh, Credit Repair LLC, and I have that as my website. I go to lender. I want to get funding. Can you can you talk about that? Any like NASIS code and things like that? Yeah, yeah. So credit that's a high risk. A lot of industries are high risk. So you have your um, industries that are restricted. Restricted means automatic denial. Financing ain't happening. <laughs> so uh, don't 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 even bother. So like um, restricted. That is ammunition, um, gambling, uh, X-rated, <laughs> oh, X-rated man. industries. Yep, not happening. You know, in terms of the finance side. Um, so those are the restricted. Then you have industries that are high risk. Um, to be quite, honest, a lot of industries are high risk. It is what it is. High risk means it doesn't mean that you can't get financing. So. 
it's not the end of the world. I'm in a I'm in a high risk industry. I was able to acquire a lot of capital. All mm-hmm. high risk means is that um, you might not have as many options, um, and they and they might be a little bit more strict when it comes to the underwriting process. So you might have just a little bit more hoops for you to jump through. That's all the high risk means. Um, if you are in a high risk industry, if you can avoid shouting that out in your business name, <laughs> so. You don't got to just let the lender know like, hey, yeah, I'm Credit Repair LLC. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know, try to, you don't got to shout it out. You know, maybe it's something that could possibly be overlooked. But um, it's all right if you're in a high risk industry, Uh, an industry that's not high risk. Lenders love uh, lenders love retail, uh, Mm. specifically online retail. So. Uh, in this day and age, more than uh, brick and mortar, they love the online retail. So uh, mm-hmm. that's a good option. And, and that's not considered a, a high risk industry. Uh, anybody in that field. Okay. Let's say I already established my business and I'm already, you know, credit repair LLC. I wasn't, I wasn't tapped into business credit. I'm listening to the episode with you giving out all the game on business credit, would you recommend that person change the name of their LLC or they just they just continue moving forward? Depending on how long they started. If they just did it two weeks ago, go ahead and change that name, man. <laughs> just okay. go ahead, just go ahead and change it. But if you already been doing what you've been doing, you're good. Like I, I, I'm I'm one of those, I'm one of those companies, right? Because I didn't know when I started off with my with my business and my company. I didn't, I didn't know about business credit. So, you know, I put the word financial in my name. Mm. That's like, uh, so I'm the equivalent of the credit repair LLC. I put the financial in my name. I'm shouting it out to my lenders, like, oh, high risk, you know? Um, And I've been able to do all right. You know, I, I, I put too many years in to go ahead and worry about changing my name now. Mm-hmm. Future businesses, all right. You know, I, I, I do things differently, you know, on 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 other businesses that I've opened up um, since. So, you know, don't don't get on the high risk um, industry. If you're a if you're a new business and you haven't really done too much with your business, then I would go ahead and. Uh, change it up and, and, and start over. But if you're already, you know, making money, you already been doing what you've been doing for some time, just just keep going, man. You'll be all right. You'll, you'll, you'll still be able to get things going. And and the better you build your business profile, you know, it's not going to matter as much that you're a high-risk industry because your profile is going to speak for itself. Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. You guys heard that. So I want to transition to real estate. I know you deal with real estate. I want to talk about the relationship between business credit and real estate. Because I know damn well, I'm not trying to use my own capital. I'm getting into real estate. So can we talk about that a little bit? Yeah. So business credit, real estate is it's just really commercial. Um, it's commercial lending. That's that's what they're going to call it when um, you uh, get... Uh, business credit for real estate. And how that works is 
they're not going to just focus on um, your business profile. They may take a peek at that. They're probably going to want to take a peek at your uh, personal credit too, but that's going to be more focused on the actual assets. So they're going to run the numbers um, and the deal has to make sense. Typically they don't blend to areas that are too rural. Um, They're going to want to know, you know, what is it for? Is it for a flip? Is it for, you know, what, what, um, do you need the money for? And they're going to put in up their own numbers. And mm-hmm. if they think that those numbers make sense, where you'll definitely be able to make the money back, you'll be able to get, you'll, you'll be able to get the money. It's just mm-hmm. like, you know, um, for anybody that watches those uh, HGTV shows, I don't know. There, there's one with this couple, they're divorced. I can't even think of the, the, the name of it. Um, now, some of your list- listeners going to know, uh, what I'm talking about, but you know, it was a husband and wife duo. Now their ex has their ex, their exes, they're divorced, but you know, they have like a lender, like they have their own real estate investor and the gives them money for the deal. They run the numbers by that person. They tell them how long the flip will take, you know, what they're going to be able to acquire the property for, you know, what they're going to need to renovate it, how much they're going to be able to sell it for. Based on that, the lender will be like, all right, yay or nay. Okay, really, will you be able, do I think that this makes sense? Do I think you'll be able to pay me this money back based on the numbers that you're providing? Do I think this is a safe deal? Do I think you'll have trouble selling this property, flipping this property, whatever you're going to be doing? No. All right. I'll lend you the money. If so, if I don't like the numbers, if it's tight, if you know, you're not finding a great deal, they're not going to want to do it. So um, that can be a plus or minus because it's more focused on the actual asset and them analyzing the asset. You'll be able to kind of, you know, do that earlier uh, on in the game and that uh, the asset also serves as collateral. You know, so that kind of makes things easier as well for the lender. Okay. And I want people to, I want people to be responsible as they listen to the episode. So someone might be listening and thinking like, oh, dang, you know, I could go borrow. I don't got to pay it back because, you know, it's on the business side. It's not going to affect my personal assets. Can we talk about the repercussions of not paying back um, something you've borrowed on the business side? Yeah, yeah, that's a great question. I'm really glad you asked that because I think a lot of people they don't really know how they don't know how it works and they hear these buzzwords and they hear stuff uh in interviews and yeah, they they just want to run with it. So, basically how it works is yeah, you don't have to you're you can't be held personally liable if you are not able to pay that money back in good faith. All right? So what does that mean? Let's say you get money, uh, you get some funding for your coffee shop. You open up a coffee shop. Boom. Coffee shop's booming. Things are going good, right? Mm -hmm. Say uh, Starbucks moves across the street. (laughs) Kills your business. (laughs) Now you don't have the money to pay that lender back. You can show in good faith, listen, I know I borrowed this money. You can see my sales have now dropped. I'm not making the money. I can't afford to pay you back. Starbucks done came, killed my sales. 
I'm sorry. There's nothing I could do. In that situation, it was done in good faith. They're not going to come after you. Okay. You're, you're, it's just like, they got to chop it up as a loss. All right. If you get money and you get money from the lender and you think it's free money and you just don't pay it back and you think you're going to run, nah, then they can come after you. Okay. Mm -hmm. Because that wasn't done in good faith. So now you are liable. You're personally liable because you stole the money. All right. Mm -hmm. So that's how, how that works. And like I said, I'm glad you asked that because it's not that they can never come after you. It's not that your personal assets are always safe. Yes. If you operate with um, bad intent and they can show that, you know, you show that there was no intentions of you paying the money back. Um, if they can see that your business is capable of paying the money back, not to pay the money back, then you're going to be in some trouble. Okay, perfect, perfect. Thank you for the clarification. I don't want anybody to listen to the episode and be like, <laughs> oh, I listened to the Cal podcast. I'm just going to run off and not pay the money back. <laughs> run off on a plug twice? Nah, don't do yeah. that. <laughs> okay, thank you for clarifying that. So why do you think people don't like take action with business credit? Do you think it's a lack of information? Do you think it's a mindset thing? Like, why do you think people don't take advantage of it? A little bit of both. A um, little bit of both. Um, they probably compare it to consumer credit and this is very different. Um, sometimes knowing a decent amount about consumer credit can even mess you up with business credit because you're going to assume that, you know, it, it works the same when it, it, it doesn't. It's, it's, there's some similarities, but you know, it's a world of difference. Um, so, you know, and people, it, it, I hear people talking about it much more now, um, which is great. I feel like when I first got started, what intrigued me, I'm like, really, no, nobody was really talking about it. A lot of people didn't, really know about it um mm -hmm. so it's just people one not really knowing it exists two if they know it exists not knowing how it works a lot of people think oh i have business credit i have a business credit card you know and they think like oh they automatically have business credit uh, because they got a business credit card not knowing that you know that business credit card possibly is not even reporting to the business credit bureaus or mm -hmm. they're just really you know uh that that business credit card is basically just attached to your social and, and showing up on your consumer credit and is just a consumer a, a consumer credit card basically like a consumer credit card but just has your business name on it you know so there's different there's different levels um and and people just really not you know understanding exactly how it works um people wanting to take shortcuts that drives me crazy you know people think they're getting over on the lender buying these shelf corporations and things like that and you know it's not process man so just do the just do the work it's not much work it's not it's not hard work uh it, it does not take long so just just put in a little bit of work because the rewards are going to be way it's going to outweigh the work 
a lot by a lot, you know? Mm-hmm. Okay, before I get to my next question, you you said something interesting right there. So you said shelf corpse. So are you against people buying shelf corpse to get ahead as far as business credit? I'm not against people buying shelf corpse, but I just want people to know what they're getting into. The problem is people think they know everything from YouTube or people will hear certain things and, you know, think that, all right, like, and, and they just take small pieces and run with it. Mm-hmm. Um, shelf corpse, that's not technically illegal, but they're frowned upon from lenders. And um, often, I'm not against it. Like if you could get one for free, whatever, go for it. If you could get one for the low, if that's what you want to do, cool. But the problem is um, typically they're, they're pretty pricey, right? So it's like, why would you spend thousands of dollars on these shelf corpse instead of investing that thousands of dollars into your own business? One, that's my thing. Like you, mm. you, you're spending thousands of dollars on the shelf corp and when you can be investing that to really just take your business to where it needs to go. But, um, you know, a lot of times people think they're going to, they're outsmarting the lender. You think lenders don't know about shelf corp. So you go ahead and buy this company because it's just solely based on its age. But if the company isn't generating any money, that's not going to help you because, because people are buying these shelf corps and lenders are hip to this. Well, they're going to judge you based on, how old your 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 bank account is or mm. when you know what i mean so okay you got this 10 year old company that you just purchased that's been on the shelf ain't nothing been going on well where's your you got some bank statements from 10 years ago you know they might not necessarily ask you that off the jump because typically like i said they just do the last 90 days but if they get like a little hint that like you know what i mean and mm. and they're not dumb like there's technology that they use like there's there's a lot right so if they if they get an inkling that you know uh that it's a shelf corp it it, it can very well um work in the opposite manner in terms of now they're not going to lend to you so you know my thing with the shelf corpse man just do your own if you want to get into it make sure you you do your own due diligence about it um, I hope people aren't, you know, spending more than they can afford to lose and just know it's gambling. Sometimes gambling works out. Sometimes it doesn't. Me, I don't, I'm not a gambler. Okay. Like I'm the type, you know, I remember I went, I was in Puerto Rico. First machine I went on, probably, I don't know, uh, played $5, won a hundred dollars on the first machine. I was done for the rest of the night. Oh. <laughs> That's that's my personality. So that's why the shelf corpse is not really my thing. I'm not a big gambler. You know what I mean? You like yeah. to gamble, see where it takes you. You know, who am I to judge? Mm-hmm. So is there a certain price range if somebody wanted to go that route? I'm thinking maybe if a listener is listening and they wanted to still go that route that you would say people should watch out for? Whatever you could afford to lose. Okay. Okay. That's different for different people. Some people can afford to lose a thousand. Some people can afford to lose five thousand. Some people could afford to lose ten. Whatever you could afford to lose. If you can afford to lose it, you know, then you know, just go into it with a mindset that it just might be that. It might be a loss. Got it. Okay. 
I, I, think, I think that's a good answer. Sounds good. Okay, before we transition into the final questions and the final round, I want to talk about that half a million in funding. So first of all, congratulations on that. That's super amazing, super inspirational. You. you know what I'm saying? I know the listeners are clapping for you as well. Uh, can we talk about how you acquired that? Was it quick? Was it easy? Any challenges during the journey? Were there any rejections? You had to understand like, oh, the business credit, they're not going to let me know why I got rejected. Let's talk about it. Yeah. So um, I would say it's, there was rejections. Let me start off. Let me start off there and, and, and keep it funky. Um, and sometimes I still get rejected because you know how it works is um a lot of these lenders it's like technology based so when you go with like a financial group or company basically just all right here's a great example how i could break this down oh i gotta use this one i gotta okay. use what i'm about to say all right so when you go and uh you want to buy a car right and you walk into the dealership the car dealership they run your application through and they send it out to a bunch of people. So it's like a bunch of people pulling and checking your credit, right? Yeah. So it's the same thing when um, you partner up with a lot of these, um, you know, these lenders, right? Especially if it's non-traditional lending. So basically they'll have your credit file and they, they put it into a system and it shoots it out, right? And so... It might shoot it out to 20 different lenders. So one financial group, right, will have, um, you know, 50 different investors, right? Um, all different types from all, all different types, right? So you put in an application with one financial group, they're, they're basically shopping that application, right? And so what will happen is some people will say yay. Some people will say nay, you know? So, um, and sometimes even though, you know, they're not required to inform you, um, uh, by law, uh, why you were denied some, some lenders will still do so. Okay. So j just a heads up with that. Um, so you, you know, um, that's how, you know, you can get approved. And then you have like multiple options. And typically the, the financial group will then present to you the, the best deal. Um, a good way to, to do it, uh, especially when you're starting off is, is piecemeal it. You know, the, the more money that you want uh, from one lender, the more hoops that you're going to have to jump through. Right. The more paperwork that they're going to require from you, uh, the, the more difficult it is for you to get that loan. So if you know, you know if you know you want one hundred thousand, you might not just apply to one hundred thousand dollars for a hundred thousand dollar loan uh, with one lender. Instead, you might. OK, let me get twenty five thousand from this one, twenty five thousand from this one, twenty five thousand from this one and twenty five from this one. And now you're asking for much smaller amounts. You're opening more accounts, which is going to help your business uh, credit profile and, and show more accounts reporting. And now you're not as restricted at the same time. 
Okay. So was that what you did along your journey? You were just yeah, peaceful? yeah, yeah. Like the 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 half a million. It wasn't like it it didn't come from uh you know like oh one lender you know gave me a half a mil. You know I just got a bunch of offers and lines of credit cards and different things uh from from different sources. And yeah, that's what I did. Okay, and using your auto example was it kind of like that in one go or did you do it multiple times like you know how with the auto thing they're running through multiple inquiries and stuff like that so was it a lot of offers and then it added up to half a million or did you do multiple sessions to actually get it um so no i did i did multiple ones with multiple financial groups and multiple oh. types of credit mm-hmm Mm -hmm. So some of it, like if you do, if you work with a financial group, you know, that's that will be depending on. So it depends on the lender. But, you know, um, one financial group, like I said, they might have a bunch of different options. Um, I might also just get a line of credit, you know, directly from one particular lender, mm -hmm. you know, and, and, and do it like that. Okay, sounds good. So you're over 500k pie. A lot of people sometimes when they hear business funding, they just think all oh, business credit cards, just business lines of credit, but it's composed of all those things. So what I right. look like? What did what look like? What does your 500k pie look like? Is it 25% business? Mm, I don't even know. Uh, good question. Uh, the majority of it came from lines of credit and funding that okay. was the that was the that was the larger um amount i have a few business credit cards i probably have about three business credit cards um but the majority of the money was the lines of credit and the, the funding okay is there a particular reason why you don't have as many business credit cards or no not even not even to be honest with you um Nope. <laughs> okay. I'll probably I'll, I'll, I'll probably um, get some more. Well, one thing is they're not always able to like. Sometimes they're going to do a pull on your personal credit and they want to check that out to give you the business credit cards. And sometimes they're not even, you know, find information. Are you going to do a hard pull? you know, it's like pulling teeth. You you won't necessarily know if they're going to do a hard pull. Not that that should necessarily stop everybody, but like, I don't want everybody pulling on my personal, uh, my personal credit. So, um, but yeah, I, I, I just happen not to have um, a ton of uh, the business credit cards. I, I like my thing is like lines of credit. I really like that. Um, and, you know, once you have like a certain amount of credit cards, like I probably have. I don't know. I probably have I have a lot of credit cards like I got to have over 20 over 20, not not over 20 business credit cards, but just credit cards in general. So it's just like. You know, it's hard to keep up with because, oh, if you don't like, for example, Chase, you know, they hit me up. They lowered my credit limit. I'm like, you know, it's just a lot. Yeah. You know, if you don't the lines of credit. They'll lower that, too, if you don't uh, utilize it. So, um, 
So yeah, I just don't have a ton because I'm not I'm not able to utilize uh, all of them, and I focus on the ones that are giving me the most. Like that's what I use. I'm I'm gonna use the same, even though I have 25 credit cards. The cards that I use, and I have a few business credit cards, and I have a whole lot of personal credit cards. The cards, the credit cards I use, I use my Amex, my business credit Amex, mm -hmm. uh, gold card, and I use my Navy Federal uh, Amex uh, personal credit card. And that's what I use. <laughs> gotcha. You gotcha. Know? So I know you said earlier, I believe you said your highest limit on the personal side was, was it 23000 Was that what you said? Yeah, that's, that's the 23000 Amex. Okay, okay, perfect. So... I hear people saying that on the business side, as far as the business credit cards, your personal credit cards, like the limits are going to influence what you're able to get approved for on the business credit card side. Is there, is there some truth to that? The amount that you're able to get on the consumer side uh, will influence what you are able to get on the business side. Yeah. So like the fact. Yeah. That it's a, it's a, it, yeah, it's a, it depends. So for example, um, if you have like a good relationship with Amex on the consumer side, that will help you on the business side. Gotcha. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Specifically with like the same, you know, the same type of the same type of credit. So the fact that I have, uh, I did well with the, I already established a relationship with American Express personally. Mm -hmm. So because I already established the relationship with American Express personally, and that was a good relationship, it's easier for me to establish a relationship with them uh, on the business, too. Got you. Got you. Got you. OK, lots of good stuff. Hopefully y'all taking lots of notes. I got a lot lots of notes myself. So we're going to transition into the final questions. But before we actually do that. I want to know, like, what's next for you within, let's say, the next five years? Are you going to get to over a million in uh, funding? Like, what are you looking for? Oh, yeah, it's probably going to be serious because um, right now where I'm at in my businesses, I'm just focused on um, scaling um, more, 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 more staff, um, more passive um and investing uh using more so for the most part i used a lot of the the money directly in my business but you know i'll be um acquiring capital to uh to purchase assets um uh within uh next year uh i might even be able to i might even be doing that uh this year i'm probably even getting a little bit into the lending like i have a business credit client i'm gonna mm. be the i'm gonna be the i'm gonna be his lender you know right. he, he just um he just started with me i really like um um i feel comfortable with uh what he has going on so you know i, I I'll, I'll just be the lender so i might get into um that as well but I'm really excited, you know, um, the thing, the beautiful thing about a, a business is um, the growth and, and how fast that growth occurs. Um, mm. Lots of times we're not, we're not patient. Um, and, you know, you work that nine to five job and you, you get little cost of living raises if you're lucky, yeah. you know, annually, as if you're lucky. 
you know, where it's just like, you know, 2%, 3%, whatever they give you. But it's just like, you know, I, I'm, I'm getting raising increases of 350%, you mm-hmm. know, uh, and, and, and it's going to keep happening. A lot of times you hear like, once you, once you get on the, uh, once you get on a roll, it just keeps happening. I've seen that firsthand and you hear that from a lot of other business owners. Like, you know, once you make uh, $50,000 in a month, boom, you, you finally hit that $50,000 mark in it. And it might've took you years before you was able to make $50,000 in one month. And then the next month, you, you make 50,000 again, you know, like that, that's very, um, with business. So I just know it's going to keep happening. I keep educating myself. Um, the more you educate yourself and the more results that you're able to deliver to your, your clients, the, the better your business does. So I know, I, I know it's going to be, it's going to be crazy in 2022. Definitely. Definitely. Amen. 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 Before we get into the financial round, can you tell us about your services? We heard about your software and things like that. Yeah. So um, I always tell people, you know, start off with the um, consultation, if you can, because that way I can analyze, you know, the person's business, depending on where they're at. I might even you know, connect them directly um, with the lender if that's what they want, if they, you know, if they're in a position where they can, I I think that they could uh, get financing right away. Um, So that's, that's a good starting point. Um, You know, but I have all different types of levels from like basic guides that people can get uh, for the low, um, um, like I said, I'm creating my course. I'm super excited about that. The course awesome. is going to be great because I think it's going to be a real good price point for people. You know, um, everybody's not able to take advantage of the software um, and the team. Uh, for those who do, I offer a $50,000 uh, credit funding guarantee. I also mm-hmm. offer a money uh, bet guarantee a seven day money back guarantee, even though it's a digital product, not, not really uh, anybody in my industry offers money back on digital products. Um, but yeah, I'm, uh, I'm, I'm really excited about uh, that, that course that I'm creating because uh, it's going to be more me. Uh, people are going to be able to see me. People are going to be able to work with me. And um, also, I plan on launching my mentorship in 2022. I was going to mention. Pardon me? I saw I was going to mention because I remember we were talking about it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I plan on men, uh, launching my mentorship in 2022. I wanted to try to get it before the end of this year, but th- this course just really, it, it just got me like, once, once I'm in something, I get that tunnel vision and I'm in it like with this business credit course. So um, it, it's probably best that I do the course anyways, because that's probably one of the things that I'm going to include and give to people as a part of the mentorship, mm-hmm. um, as a part of the mentorship. So, yeah, that's what that's what I have going on. Um, come check me out. 
Mish the Credit Pro on I, on Instagram, Mish the Credit Pro. So follow me there, see what I have going on. Definitely, definitely. Make sure you guys tap in. Lots of um, good information, entertainment, everything, everything going good. So financial round, number one. What do you do for fun when you're not dealing with uh, business credit? What do I do for fun? <laughs> oh, no, man. I like to eat. That sounds like <laughs> such a fat girl thing to say. But <laughs> that's what it is. Like, I don't, I don't really watch TV. You know, I like to eat and I like to travel, man. I like to, I like to, to go away, which I haven't been able to do as, as much as I like to do uh, because of the, this whole COVID thing. But yeah. yeah, that's what I like to do. Okay. Sounds good. Any favorite foods? I like baked macaroni and cheese. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that, that's that's kind of hard to to mess up. That big that baked macaroni is pretty good. My girl, uh, my girl Mona, man, she makes one of the best macaronis, man. Gertrude's cheese mac. Ah, oh, man, I think. Let me tell you something. She lives in Georgia, man. I got that thing shipped to me. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> ship it. <laughs> Twice I got it shipped. Yeah. Okay, okay, okay. What would you say is your favorite credit resource and why? It could be podcast, book, you know, anything, course. Hmm. I would say I would say I can't say if I have a particular favorite, to be quite honest with you. Like, I like to tap into everything. Like, I don't really focus on uh, one thing um, mm -hmm. or, or like one source. You know, um, I check out the SBA stuff a lot in terms of what they have going on in terms of credit. Um, that's free information anybody could, could check out. Um, mm -hmm. I listen to a lot of books. Uh, um, I definitely, I'm big with the audio books, um, the, the audible books. Um, but I don't have like that one thing where I'm like, oh, I love this or I love that. Um, but I do a little bit of it all um, with the with the exception of reading like a, a physical uh, credit book. You know, <laughs> I listen to the books, though. I listen to all types of credit books. Uh, business credit, decoded, uh, all type consumer credit books. I listen to all types of uh, books and, you know, I take a lot of courses. Anytime I see a course on business credit, I won't say anytime, but I, I take a lot of, a lot of courses too. Um, and then, um, you know, a lot of the lenders that I'm partners with, you know, they'll have, um, they have, they'll have trainings as well. Um, and, you know, working with them and, and talking on the phone with them, you know, I get trained in that way too. That's, that's the best training because, you know, I get to, I get to pick their brain and they're making time for me because I bring them a lot of business, yeah. you know, so it's the, the relationship that I have where, you know, they might not spend that time with just a, a one person, you know, but, um, 
because I bring in multiple people, I become a little bit more of an important, important client for them. Okay. That's a good answer. All right. So what habit can you attribute to your success with business credit? What habit can I contribute to my success? Investing in my education. I like that. Yeah, you gotta you gotta invest. There's nothing wrong with um getting the free information, but people gotta understand there's only so much that you're gonna get for free. There's nobody, you know, all if you go on YouTube. Everybody, even the people that are dropping gems, right, and, and really sharing some great stuff, when you go ahead and go through their YouTube, they, they they have a link for you to click on, and they're selling something. That mm. means they're not giving you everything for free, <laughs> because they're saying they're saving some stuff for the people that are going to spend money. So there's only but so much information that you can access for free, so you know, utilize the free tools, take advantage of that. But um, I definitely know I was able to get to the next level, um, not just with business credit, business credit too, but just in business in general, when I started investing in my education, you know, and, and um, different things like that. So that's what I would say. And it's a, it's a good bet. It's a good, like I said, we talked about gambling. That's a really safe investment because I'm, I'm investing in myself. I'm betting on me. Yeah. You know? So I feel I feel comfortable with that investment. Okay. So so basically what you're saying is that the fact that you have the habit of investing in yourself it's allowed you not to only get ahead in business credit but just in business in general, right? Is that what you're saying? Yeah. Yeah, 100%. Okay, and I got a follow-up question. Did we discuss that question prior to the interview? <laughs> no, we didn't discuss it, but that I, must be something Mike will be talking about all the time. <laughs> I'm letting y'all know I ain't paying her to say none of this. <laughs> They're going to be thinking like, damn, you probably paid her. No, I didn't pay her to say nothing. Y'all got to invest in yourself. You can't just be sleeping with the free information. You got to graduate. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So, yeah, definitely appreciate um, that answer. Nah, nah, and, you know, real talk, everybody does it. And, and yeah. that's one of the things that I like to... um. I like to model myself after like you know I, I don't I don't really financial advice from broke people uh, and I like I, I like to move and do things that successful people are doing and mm -hmm. any uh multi-millionaires that uh that they don't pay they don't pay to be in certain rooms mm -hmm. right they don't that don't have mentors, right? That that they're not investing in their education. Even if they're great in a certain industry, you still have to continue to invest in it. I still like I'm I think I'm pretty good and nice with business credit. I know a lot. I'll still I'll I'll still pay to learn more. I, I go to all types of events, retreats, masterminds, mentorships. I spend thousands, like a lot, like <laughs> tens of thousands um, a year, to be honest with you. Um, mm -hmm. And the the more money I make, the more money I'll probably invest and spend. Uh, it's super important. And that's just what, that's what, that's what wealthy people do, right? And you want to be wealthy. You got to, you got to follow the train. You got to follow the move. Mm -hmm. Definitely, definitely, definitely. Okay. Last 
question of the financial round before we get into like the very last couple questions. If you could change one thing about the black community related to business credit or just consumer credit, what would it be and why? Um, I would change how people use credit. Um, you got to use credit as a tool, mm-hmm. not as a lot of people use credit uh, to live above their means. Mm-hmm. And um, that's not that's not what you want to use credit for. You want to use credit and to make more money. Mm-hmm. That is what it's all about. Using other people's money, not tying up your cash flow and using your cash flow, but using other people's money to make you more money, not using credit to um, buy clothes, to try to keep up with the Joneses, uh, mm-hmm. to, to try to look a certain way. Um, and that's what a lot of people do with it, you know, booking, booking trips or, you know, they, 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 they don't necessarily have the money and they, they say, Oh, I'll just, figure it out or I'll pay it off bit by bit. Mm. Um, you know, I don't, I don't really think people should use credit and, uh, you know, to have a layaway lifestyle, mm-hmm. you know? Um, so that's, that's what I would change. Okay. Perfect. Before we move forward to the last question, is there any question that people don't ask you that you would want to talk about? I just want to give you a space if you wanted to talk about something like, oh, dang, I wish people asked me this, you know? Mm, nah, people ask me a lot. <laughs> I can't, I can't, I can't think of anything like, you know, um, that nobody, nobody asked me. I think what you brought up was a good one um, earlier. Um, so if you didn't ask that in terms of, um, how does it work uh, if you don't pay back the money? Oh, running off on a plug twice. <laughs> yeah, that that was a, that was a good one, but we addressed that. Um, so okay. now I don't I don't have one. Okay, perfect, perfect. Okay, final question. Uh, first of all, I want to you know thank you. You've given a lot of gems. I know people are gonna single handedly build their business credit off of listening to the episode. They're gonna hear your energy. They're gonna go to your IG. Everything's going to be good with their business credit. Paydex score going to be 200 and not even on a scale. <laughs> now, can you give us a final credit crystal for us to go home with? A final credit crystal that I have not discussed. Huh. Time's okay. So, so um, we talked about earlier, um, you know, uh, revenue-based financing and how you can uh, get money based on the amount that you have going on uh, in your business bank account. And sometimes um, people are like, oh, well, my business isn't making that kind of money. I typically tell people you want a minimum of $5,000 a month going into that business bank account in order to qualify for uh, revenue financing. The more that you have going in there, the better. Um, so if your business isn't making that kind of money, it's just time to get creative, whether you're you're asking somebody to borrow money, because the money doesn't have to all stay in the business bank account. So whether you're asking somebody for the loan, if you still work a nine to five job, you know, deposit um, your your money from your job into that business bank account. If you own a house, 
you know, uh, maybe you use a home equity line and you, you use that money to, you know, funnel and fuel your business bank account for those 90 days. But, you know, that will that will help you get ahead. Even if your business isn't making money, there's still ways that you can, you know, look like you have a healthy business on paper via your business bank account. Definitely, definitely. I appreciate that. Thank you so much for your time, Mish. I know people are going to get value from the episode. Can you repeat again and let us know how we can get in contact with you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So y'all follow me. I'm Mish, the credit pro underscore after each word. Mish is spelled M-E-E-S-H-M-E-E-S-H. Mish, the credit pro. And that's my Instagram. That's my Instagram handle. I, I got to soon I'll have a YouTube page, all this content, some of the stuff that I'm, I'm uh, making for my course. Y'all going to see that on Instagram and YouTube. So y'all make sure y'all follow me. Y'all get y'all have some uh, previews and some uh, real, real gems that I'm going to be sharing and, and including in my course. Um, some of the same stuff y'all heard tonight. Um and you know more information as well as i created so good stuff definitely there you have it y'all have a blessed one all right thank you micah problem (laughs) thanks so much for listening to the cap podcast i hope you got beneficial information i sincerely appreciate you but remember your credit score is where it's at because you ain't get with cap So get with Kat and we're going to make it like that. You feel me? All right. Have a blessed one.